0: Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. We are right now, we are in the month of Elul. The month of Elul leads us up to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles. We all know about this. I'm not going to get into it. It's a shadow of things to come. But in the teaching of Elul, Elul is the blowing of the shofar. I hope you've been blowing your shofar. I hope you've been blowing the trumpet. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for what? It's a wake-up call to, in Hebrew, Teshuvah. The word teshuvah is return. Malachi says, return unto me, teshuvah, and I will return unto you. They said, well, how do we return? In your tithes and in your offerings. And it's not just about money. Your tithe is is for the kingdom of God. Your offering is the first fruits, which is Passover, Pentecost, and what's coming up, Feast of Tabernacle. And God says, prove me, If I won't open up for you the windows of heaven. That word window in Hebrew is the word yushod. And it means a funnel from the throne of God to your need. Not just finances. In every area, I will open up. As a matter of fact, right now in Hebrew, the month of Elul is when God comes off of his throne... And he begins the walk amongst every one of us and says, what do you need? What do you need? Now, listen to me. This is an amazing time. God is God 24-7, every moment of every day. But there are times that he is closer than any other time. This is the next three weeks is preparation where God is saying to you in every area. Say every area what do you need now we studied last week where the lord says see i place before you see i place before you a blessing or a curse now we who are serving god we have been redeemed from the curse a curse has no right. A curse may try to attack us, our marriage, our home, our family, our finances, whatever it is. But because of Jesus dying on the cross, cursed is he who hangs on a tree. A curse has no place in your life. Now, it doesn't mean we won't go through a battle, but it means we win. Today, I'm going to show you some more steps in winning that battle. How many want to be more than a conqueror? Okay, now listen to this. See, I place before you blessings and curses. Don't see the curse. We're redeemed from the curse. I want you to see the blessing of God that you're desiring for the whole next year. Now, there's a sub-teaching that goes along with that. I, I taught that last week. There's, a, there's an understanding in ancient Jewish wisdom from the Scripture that every one of us is a city. Every one of us is a city. How many of you have ever been to Israel? Okay. When you picture old Jerusalem, before you see the Western Wall, before you see the Temple Mount, what do you see? Picture old Jerusalem. Donnie's got it. You Picture a city in the time which the Bible was, was written, and every city has four walls around them. Donnie said, what the first thing you see when you walk up is the gate. The Bible says every one of us, you and I, are a city. That means we have four walls around us and then it says blessed is he whose husband is known at the gates now the word husband in hebrew means god blessed is he whose god is known to be the ruler of the gates if you go to jerusalem now there are minor gates but if you go to jerusalem has four walls, and it has four major gates. In in your life, the gates of your life are the gates of vision. Now listen to what I'm saying. The gates of vision, the gates of imagination, the gates of spoken words, and the gates of hearing. In every one of our lives, we have... Every one of us has four gates that either lets the blessing in and keeps the enemy out or we have four gates that lets the enemy in and keeps the blessing out. So blessed is he whose God is known at the gates. The gate of seeing. Don't picture... The gate of imagination. Don't picture a negative outcome, but picture the blessing of God. What is it you need? I need my business to take off. Picture that. Only let God. I will bless everything you put your hands through. Doesn't mean the enemy is not going to try to. It's guaranteed the enemy will try to Rush your gate. But you have to decide these next three weeks as God is getting ready to release the windows of heaven over. You have to decide. I do Do you see your children living for the devil? Or do you see that God says you and your family shall be saved? Now this may sound hokey to some people, but it's not. This is Spiritual warfare. Four gates. The gate of seeing. The gate of imagination. Casting down. The gate of speaking. Calling those things which are not as a... There's, put a guard on your mouth. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. So when we, when we, when we, when we speak, we're either opening the gates to the enemy do you understand this they have eyes to see but they don't see they have ears to hear but they don't hear when when and i hate to keep using lion and tizen as as an example but people want to know how did you get this miracle These things aren't these things aren't hoping. Well, I hope it happens or God, your will be done. No, uh, we know what God's will is. We know God's will is that you be more than a conqueror. We know that God's will is that you be the lender, not the borrower. We know that God's will is that you will go above and not beneath. We know what God's will is. So you need to see it. You need to think about it. Imagine it. You need to speak it to each other to hear it these are the gates of your city. This is the power of spiritual warfare. The Bible says, meditate on my word. God says, meditate on my word day and night. Most Christians think, well, I don't know how to meditate, but you do. Most Christians meditate all the time. The word meditate Means to see it and say it. Now, God says, meditate on my word day and night. See it day and night. We would, we would, um, uh, We would go up to hospital. We'd see lion all hooked up with tubes, all swollen up from from chemo and all this stuff. And we would talk about when we go up to Colorado and we go fishing and when lion's running down the path and he's with the dogs and he's in there fishing. We would see see it and say it, 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 see it and say it. And and I thank God for medicine. I thank God for every wonderful nurse and doctor. I thank God for all them. But there is a limit what people can do. There's a limit what medicine can do. But there is no limit on what God can do. Let's say we're talking about your job or your business and you hear all these statistics and and, and gas is fly, skyrocketing and all these things are happening. God says, I place before you Democrats and Republicans. No, wait, wait. Um, Come on now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Listen to me. That's right, that's right. If you... If you if you, you know, I very seldom listen to the news because they're not giving the good news. God says, meditate on my word day and night. See it. You and your family will be saved. See your children serving God. See your grandchildren serving God. See your business flourishing. Talk about, a, man, when this happens and when that happens, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. This is a habit of faith say habit it is a habit of faith meditate on God's word day and night Psalms 19 4 says let my words what let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart the thoughts of my heart be pleasing to you don't be negative in what you say don't be negative in what you think don't be negative in what you hear let me just throw this in this in the notes but let me just throw this in let's say you're going through something you got to watch out who you hang out with because a lot of people are negative you can't have that you've got to understand is that all things are, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't seem like it, but all things are in the hands of God, and they are working together. They are working, working, working together for the good. And the way you partner in with that is by seeing what God wants you to see, hearing what God wants you to hear, casting down imaginations. Imagine what God can do. Imagine that God can bring a gold coin out of a fish's mouth. Imagine that God can open blind eyes. Imagine that people who are so lost become great preachers or great children of God. Because that's why the stories are there in the Bible, so we can see that, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I have an amen? All right, so that's what this period is all about. Okay, God wakes us up and... We're, we're called to be right with God. We're called to be, uh, uh, right with each other. We're called to, God wants to make sure in three weeks when He opens the book that you've been helping others because you will reap what you sow. When you help someone, God will help you. Doesn't matter. I understand what's going on in the world, but it doesn't matter because you and I, and I'm not just saying this to be naive, I believe this. You and I are in this world, but we are not of this world. Now, this is a lifestyle. Listen to what it says in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, let God be truth, let all men be liars. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely whatever things are good are of a, excuse me of a good report if there is any virtue if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things Amen. think about these things look for something and 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 i've said this before and and i'll probably say it until the lord comes Tiz and I would drive up to the hospital to see Lion and Luke and Jen. And before uh, before we got in the car, we'd say, okay, we're going to see two positive things today. We're going to hear two positive things today. And we would leave meditating on those two positive things. It may be, well, as diaper rash, it isn't bad, or it may be something small. But instead of meditating on the statistics, we would meditate if there's anything that's good, look look for something. Instead of looking for the problem. Well, brother, how you doing? Well, okay, under the circumstances. What are you doing under there? Get out from the circumstances and stand on the promises of God. This is a wake-up call. Amen? Now, I'm going to show you today... A way that you will never forget to do that. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Exodus. Genesis, Exodus. (laughs) Chapter 3. Meditate on these things. According to your faith, be it unto you think on these things cast down don't talk about well you know this is happening that is how oh my god yes i understand that's what's happening you know i believe a lot of these things that are going on in the world right now is god saying wake up don't forget it's me who gives you power to gain wealth amen don't forget But I think a lot of the church world has forgot. We've gotten into church entertainment instead of teaching the Word of God. We've just come together, and we, uh, you know, uh, if the music's good, and thank God we've got some of the best music there is, and our musicians are so not only talented but they're so anointed. They're, they're, they just, you know, you can just tell they love God. But that the music is not there to entertain us. The music is there as we praise God to bring us into the presence of almighty God. The reason for a message is not, uh, well, I'm going to get you out in 15 minutes. The reason for a message is that we learn something because the truth we know that truth will set us free. My people destroyed for what reason? Lack of knowledge. And you know, you know, uh, I love ice cream. I love ice cream, but you can't live on ice cream. Sometimes you need, uh, by the way, come on, come on. You can't live on ice cream. You got to have meat. Matter of fact, God said, if you're still drinking milk and you should be eating meat, we need to move on. And I think all this is going on is God waking up the world just dropped in my hideout. can i give you an illustration my truck had problems driving back from colorado my truck had problems so john took it in to get it fixed and he, they said you know should we get a new truck you get a, i drive a pickup truck and they go there aren't any and everywhere you're going there's not any because china's holding things up i'm hoping america goes you know what we need to bring manufacturing back into america And stop relying on people who don't like us. Isn't that a wake-up call? That's what I believe is happening with all the nonsense that our government and governments around the world are doing. It's a wake-up call to the church. It's a wake-up call to the world saying, we better put God back on the throne. Amen? But I, can, can I give you a prophecy that I believe God's showed me? We're going to see things change. In 2022, we're going to see things change. And then in 2024, we're going to see things change. And those who are paying attention, listen to me. I was telling Derek and the guys in the back, the blessing of God is not coming. It's here. Can I have an amen? amen. The blessing of God is not coming. It is here and it's just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper for everyone who has eyes to see and ears to hear. Look out, because your best is yet to... Doc, Doc, I heard that you're you're getting ready to do something new in business. Is that correct? Stand up. You guys stand up together. Let me release the blessing of God. This thing is going to be exceedingly abundantly. I I wouldn't even think about this until I looked at you. I I saw God go like this over you and pull the windows of heaven opened up. Get ready for the greatest blessing in your life and not only the blessing of God on you guys financially, but you're going to enjoy the blessing of God more than you have ever enjoyed what you've done before. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering and say amen. All right. So I'm going to show you how to, how to walk in this. God inhabits the praises of his people. See See I place before you blessings and curses the curses are gone. Say they're gone, they're gone. See the blessing yes. Now i'm going to show you a way to do that even in the midst of the battle turn with me uh, Exodus chapter 3. Do we already go there? Yes. Exodus chapter 3 read with verse 10. We all know this is moses He's uh encountering the lord in the burning bush verse 10 Come now therefore and I will send you to pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now, look at me one second. When I was finished studying in my office last night, God spoke to me and said, go a step further in your study. The avos of thing, the first of something, is what makes everything work. We're going to focus today on God, who are you? But the first question Moses asked was not, God, who are you? The first question Moses asked is, God, who am I? And we're going to talk about that next week. And it is, and I studied it in deep Jewish wisdom and i'm going to show you something that I have never I was telling the guys in the back I have never seen before and they go we never looked at it that way so the question today is who is God but the question tomorrow next week is who are you and it's an amazing answer but Moses said to God who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt so he said I will certainly be with you and this shall be assigned to you that I have sent to you when you have brought the people of uh, out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers have sent me to you and they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? I'm going to go to the children of Israel. They don't know who I am. They don't remember me. Last time I was there, they threw me out. And I'm going to say, thus saith the Lord God. And they're going to go, what God? They've been living in a land of idolatry. They have no idea who God is. So listen, read it again. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers have sent me to you. And they say to me, Really? What's his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my name to all generations. Now, the first thing I want to show you is, is or, or ask you is, did Moses... You know, to the Jewish people, Moses is the greatest one in the Bible, next to the Messiah. Did Moses not know God's name? If you look at the scriptures before this, Abraham called God Yahweh. Isaac called God Yahweh. Jacob called God Yahweh. So why would Moses come and say, who are you? moses didn't know the name of god but ancient jewish wisdom says that moses was not asking what's your name what he's asking is as god the people will want to know what do you do see they've been living in a land where gods did nothing remember in the old days they named people according to their occupation If your name was Baker, what did you do for a living? You're a baker. If your name was Carpenter, what did you do for a living? If your name was Farmer, you were a farmer. And so ancient Jewish wisdom says Moses was asking something much, much, much deeper than tell me your name. He was saying the children of God who have been around hundreds of false gods who have never done anything They're going to want to know when I come to them and say God has come to set you free The God of your fathers They're going to want to know what is it you do? now obviously we miss a whole lot going from English translation To our Hebrew translation to Latin to English and so read it again with me when he says, And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Now, a lot of Bibles that try to attach the Jewish roots to the Bible put in there, and God said, I am who I am, and they put in there the word Yahweh. But in reality, it doesn't say Yahweh there. The original Hebrew says, yea." Asher Iyeh, if you can put that up there. Iyeh, Asher Iyeh. Now, in Hebrew, the word Iyeh means, he says, I want, they want, they're going to want to know what is it you can do. And Iyeh, Asher Iyeh, the word ea literally means, tell them, I am what they need. I have always been what they need, and I will forever be what they need. I will be, I've always been, and I am right now, everything you need. That's what the word ihe means. The word Asher, there's a a debate on on the word Asher um, because uh, it has two meanings. One is it means... I I will be whatever you need me to be whenever you need me to be it. I have always been that. I am that right now. I will be that. I am the same yesterday. Today and forever. And then the word Asher means I make a covenant with you. I promise you. Uh, It also means I am eternal. I am forever. So he says right now, I am saying to every one of you right now, what is it that God can do? I can do whatever you need me to do, whenever you need me to do it. I've always been that. I am that right now. And I will be that in 2020 in Dallas, Texas. I will be everything you need to be. Amen. Now watch this. This is where it gets interesting. And and that's why... I know a lot of times I teach things and it's like, I just want to know I'm going to be okay tomorrow. (laughs) But I want to teach you things that you can bring into your life when you fight those battles, you are more than a conqueror. So number one, Moses is not asking God's name. They've always known, since the time of Abraham, they've known God's name is Yahweh. So he says here, i am always i've always been i all i am right now at this very moment when you're going through something when you're battling this battle and in the future i will be everything you need me to be but watch the next verse verse 15 and moreover god said to moses thus you shall say to the children of israel the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me. And this is my name, and this is my name forever, for all generations. Now, when it says there, the Lord God, the original Hebrew is the word Yahweh, if you guys can put up Yahweh. Almost everywhere in the Bible almost 100% when we read the Lord or we read uh, 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 other Latin words or Hebrew words, actually the name is not God. It doesn't read, I'm the Lord God. He said, I am Yahweh of your fathers. Now, in ancient hebrew or in modern day hebrew actually there are no vowels in the hebrew language so if we remove the vowels and all we see is y-h-w-h how do you pronounce that now people westerners put in the a and the e so we could say yahweh And that's okay to say that Yahweh it's okay it's just not God's name it's okay but we put that in there to try to give it a way that we could say it now the interesting thing is that in Judaism you are not allowed to say God's name for example we would we would say, praise God. In Hebrew, they would say, Baruch Hashem. The word Baruch means praise, and the word Hashem means the name. Now, many people will say, the reason why the Jewish people don't pronounce God's name is because it's too holy. And there is a... a, An element of truth to that. God's name is above every name. Correct? But the truth of it is, it's not so much that we don't pronounce God's name because it's too holy. The truth of it is, is that we don't know how to pronounce it. Now watch this. When God Moses said to God... The people are gonna know what is your name. And God responds, Yehe Ashur Yehe. He says, This is what I am. It's like first person. Uh, I am the one who will heal you, versus He's the one who will heal you. I am the one who will set you free. So that's what's explaining. But then he goes and he doesn't tell, say to Moses, Tell the people my name is Yehe Ashur Yehe. He says tell them my name is Yahweh now why does he change that the first one is God is saying this is what I am what do you need I need somebody to heal me I am who's gonna set me free I am who's gonna save my children I am I've always done it I'm doing it right now and I will always do it I am the same yesterday today and forever I am everything you need i am all that you need okay but then he said but go and tell the children so they don't forget this go and tell them here's what my name is and it's not really a word it's a sound turn go to psalms 150 did i did i have you did i have you guys bring that up psalms 150 it's the it's the last psalms or for new converts psalms it's the last psalms in the bible now watch this praise the lord praise god in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty firmament praise him in his mighty acts praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with the sound of the trumpet Praise him with the lute. Praise him with the harp. Praise him with the t- uh, timbrel. Praise him in dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. i got to quit writing in my Bible so much. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now... Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. That God inhabits when we praise him, the Spirit of God comes. God fills us with his Spirit. In Hebrew the word Holy Spirit is the word ruach hakodesh. It means it means it means holy but it means more than spirit it means holy breath it means holy wind and i don't you know i I wrote all this down but it's too detailed to go in there remember when god created adam and eve and he breathed into his nostrils remember on mount sinai there was the mighty wind that came remember on the day of pentecost there was fire and wind and and we could do a month teaching on this but to understand that Ruach HaKodesh, that, the Holy Spirit, means, means not only the Holy Spirit, it does mean spirit, but it also means holy breath or holy wind. So Moses says to God, the people are going to want to know your name. And God says, first, tell them what I am. I am everything that you need. I've always been that I will always be that I am that right now even though you don't feel it I am that rhyme everything you need right now I am the thing that will bring life to everything you need so when we look at Yahweh can you bring that back up guys when we look at Yahweh and God says I want you to tell my children and this is my name forever forever not just in Israel forever When you see, no, I want the Hebrew up there, please. When you see Yahweh, you understand that God didn't say, Tell them, my name is Yahweh, because there's no vows. Now, when you, in ancient Jewish wisdom, when you say God's name, you're to say it out loud. Number one, out loud. You're to say it without moving your jaw And without using your tongue So when you say God's name You go and you say the first half breathing in And you say the second half Breathing out So you say you can't use your jaw You can't use your tongue So say Y-H-W-H, out loud, without moving your jaw and without moving your tongue. And what do you get? (sighs) Do it. (sighs) Now think about, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now let me show you something. What I'm talking about is the four gates, the gate of seeing, the gate of hearing, the gate of imagination, and the gate of speaking. And God inhabits Yahweh, God inhabits the praises of his people. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, let me, let me get you to think a little bit here for just a couple minutes. Let's say you're getting ready to, John, you're getting ready to bench press 500 pounds. You get under that bench press, what do you do? Let's say you're getting ready to jump over something. Let's say you get frightened, what do you do? You need to calm down. What do you do? Let's say you're really happy. (laughs) Every emotion that you have is geared around your breath. Now watch this. The Bible says, be silent and know that I'm God. Let me give you an example. Now I'm not just giving you a message. Oh, that was a cute message. I'm giving you something that you can live by. I want you to. Li- God wants you to live by this. Okay. Be silent. Know that I'm God. Why? Because that's the same reason when they walked around the walls of Jericho, and they're looking at those walls, chariots, three three chariots wide. So picture this stage three wide, solid stone. And God said, when you walk around the walls, don't say anything. Because here's what we do. Oh, I know that God can do anything, but you know what, man? I mean, tell you, man, my business is doing, oh, my gosh, did you say, they just canceled another, praise God, but they just canceled another, uh, one of my contracts, oh, my my gosh, my kids are, oh, did you hear what the doctor said? Oh, my gosh. And what you're doing is you're taking the breath of God and you're praising the enemy. You're opening the gate to the enemy. So God says here, shut up and know that I'm God. Can I can I show you how that works? Shut up and know that I'm God. God said to Moses, what do you do? He said, I do everything. I raise the dead. I bring gold coins out of his mouth. I open blind eyes, everything. Let everything that has breath. And he said, be quiet. Stop talking. And know that I'm God. Let me give you an example. Elijah. Now think about our emotions. We're scared. We're happy. Everything's around the breath. Elijah runs for his life. He hides up in what is it Mount Horeb, and he's hiding in the cave of God and he's fearful for his life Elijah the prophet and God said to him Elijah come to the mouth of the cave so he goes out and God sends a wind a wind that rips the mountains apart the rocks shatter now I, you know yesterday um I don't know if you guys, we live up in the Flower Mound area, and we have thunder and lightning. I mean, it was, a, and I was out, I had to move cattle, and I had to get the horses out of the way, and it's, And, I'm, man, every time it goes, the horse is going, that. can you imagine Elijah standing at the mouth of the cave, and there's a wind that's tearing the mountains down? He's not going to be going, This is a wind that is tearing the mountains down. And Elijah's going, And God says, I'm not in the wind. And then he sends an earthquake and rips the place apart. And God says, that's not me. And then he sends a fire and burns everything. He's fearful for his life. He said, I'm not in the wind. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the fire. Elijah, listen. I'm in that still small voice. (sighs) Meditate on my word. That's what in Hebrew the still small voice is. In Hebrew, the still small voice is you in the middle of fear, in the middle of anxiety, going, Where's God? He's here. And every breath I breathe praises him. And I'm entering in to all that he has through praise and thanksgiving. When you go to bed at night and you're hearing the doctor reports and you're seeing the tubes, you cancel that hearing. You cast down that imagination and you speak the name of God. God says, I heard your breathing on your bed. When you are born, what's the first thing you do? And when you die, what's the last thing you do? So you come from eternity and you go into eternity and in between every breath we take we are praising Amen. Almighty God. Do you receive that this morning? Would you give the Lord a clap offering and tell Him you love Him? Stand with me all over the building if, if you would. I'm not in the earthquake. God show us a sign. God give me a sign that you're here. Close your eyes. Breathe in. Can't move your jaw, can't move your tongue. Say Yahweh breathing in. Yah. Say way breathing out. Look at me. I come home from the hospital lying, tis, and other things, big bigger big things, littler things, and your mind's racing, and your thoughts are racing, and your hearing is racing. Just be silent and know I'm God. Can these bones live? Prophesy. If somebody says to you, I don't believe there's a God. Turn to them and say, do you know you just praised him? Because you can't say something without breathing in and without breathing out. You can't. You can't you can't it's impossible. If you don't believe there's a God, hold your breath. It would I, I, be interesting if you went home and, and looked at how many places God breathed on us. There are times when your mind is bombarding with all this and everything. Just stop and listen to yourself. Listen to your own still, small voice. every animal has to breathe every plant has to breathe not the same way but trees breathe everything that is alive breathes everything everything and that's why the holy spirit in hebrew is called the breath of god that's why when we come in and we lift our hands and we sing with our worship group and we sing the words of god we are taking the breath of God and we are amplifying it. What a mighty God we serve. Our God reigns. By His stripes we are healed. How do you know that? Because every breath we breathe is the name of God. What Satan's meant for evil, God will use. I want to ask you to do this in your life. When we get up in the morning, we're praying, "Oh God, take us today," and "Oh God, help us today." Take a moment, even even if you know when I'm driving in in the morning, I like to turn the radio off and everything, and I'd like to just listen to myself breathe. And I think every breath I take, I am praising my God, and what a mighty God. We serve. Amen. Are we praying for the youth? Are we doing next Sunday? Good. I got it. Give me two more minutes. Lift your hands up. Look at me. Look, Look at me. This just popped in my spirit just now. You know, if you've ever been an athlete and you're out of breath, what does the coach say? Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. It opens your lungs. You watch a boxer and he goes, put your hands up, put your hands up. Take deep breaths. Because every time you take a deep breath, you're revitalizing everything that's in you. I wonder if that's why God says, when you come into my house, lift up holy hands. Without wrath and without... Now I want you to do... Now remember, when you say Yahweh... Why do you guys keep taking that off of there? (laughs) When you say Hebrew, when you say Yahweh, you can't move your tongue. You can't move your jaw. And it's not a word, it's a sound. And you say the first part, YH, breathing in. And you say the second part, WH, breathing out. Let's do it on three. One, two, three. Do it again. You are praising God in the oldest and most holy form of worship that the world has ever been taught. What a mighty God we serve. Would you give the Lord a clap offering, amen?